0: Welcome to the ATCG podcast, where we learn more about the teams, clubs, and groups that make Algonquin the unique place that it is. All episodes feature Algonquin students sharing stories about their student organizations. I am your host, Mr. Callan, and today I'm joined by some representatives from the Harbinger, Algonquin student newspaper. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here today. Would you please introduce yourselves to our audience?
1: Yes, thank you for having us. Um, I'm
0: Melissa. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of The Harbinger.
1: And I'm Jesse, and I'm the Managing Editor.
0: And uh, what grades are you guys in? We're both seniors. Seniors, so you're done. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations on that. (laughs) Thank you. And so thank you for for taking the time today. Could you tell us a little bit first about what The Harbinger is and, and kind of what you produce working on it?
1: Yeah, um, so we are a publication, obviously, at the school. Um, We have a print version and an online version, so we have a website, and we also produce print issues. Basically, we just write about the goings-on in the community, um, what's happening at the school specifically. We have four main sections. We have news, opinion, arts and entertainment, and sports. Um, and we have specific editors for each of those sections, so we really get comprehensive coverage of everything that's happening at the school.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like
2: a student-run, so like we do have advisors, um, Ms. Copens and Miss Shepard, but all of
0: our meetings are just student-run. Mm-hmm. And what does the, the time commitment look like for a project like this? I'm sure you, you have large commitments with the roles you have, but for for the general member of the staff, what, is it, what does it look like? Right,
1: so we have like a specific hierarchy, and obviously the time commitment goes up as you move up the hierarchy, so I probably put in the most time, mm-hmm. um, and then Jesse puts in the second most time, and then we have a few more members of the executive board, and then we have like editors and assistant editors, and it kind of just depends on where you are in the hierarchy, but I think um, editors put in a decent amount of work, they have to like go into the spreadsheet and edit articles that are submitted, They have to do a lot of communication with me and Jesse and the advisors and everything. So I'd say maybe like 30 minutes a day, something like that for editors, Mm -hmm. assistant editors. And then we also have staff writers and they just write. So it's not, you know, as
0: time committing. Mm -hmm. Sure. How big is the staff overall?
1: I'd
2: say it's about, like,
1: 20,
0: do you think? I think we have th- 30. 30, yeah. 20 to oh, 30. There's right. a lot of us. Yeah. That's a, that's a good size, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, in your specific roles, what are what is specifically asked of you? Uh, Melissa, for example, like, as you said editor-in-chief, is that right? So what does that entail?
1: Um, I basically just have to run the entire editorial board. I do, like... Everything basically like I handle all the communication with specific editors and with the advisors Um, I run meetings. I plan and run the meetings. They're weekly every Monday um, with all the entire editorial board. I Edit every single article that's submitted which is a lot so um, all the editors Obviously edit articles from their specific sections, but then so that's four sections and I have to edit every single one of them so all four sections um, and sometimes I pass them off to Jesse if I have too much on my plate. Um, but yeah, I basically just communicate, assign articles, edit all the articles, communi- I already said that, but communicate with every single person, um, run meetings, yeah, I that's the gist. And mine is kind of like just being like a second hand to Melissa.
2: Mm-hmm. So if she needs anything, like she said, like if she needs someone to like edit, she has a lot on her plate, then she'll give some to me or like if she can't go to a meeting then I'll run the meeting mm-hmm. um and then I kind of just I don't I don't have to edit anything unless she gives it to me um but I I do write like I wrote like an in-depth so it's kind of more like writing and just like organizational mm-hmm.
0: stuff um in the meeting oh yeah we both write stuff by yeah the way. <laughs> but you're also both writers yeah wow, that's, okay so it's uh is that how you started with Harbinger was as writers yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and what what made you want to get involved with Uh, Harbinger in particular?
1: Um, So we both took journalism, and we clearly both liked it a lot, um, with Ms. Mm Copens. and I don't know, I just, I personally applied to be an assistant news editor because I think it's really fun to report on news and what's currently happening at our school and around the world and everything. so i was an assistant news editor first and i just loved it like i loved the dynamics during the meetings like everyone was really close-knit and it was really fun it because we have like an entire publications room and we have like a semi-professional editorial board and everything it seems like you're in like a real newsroom almost Mm -hmm. and i found that really appealing so then i worked my way up i became news editor and now i'm Mm editor-in-chief
2: And for me, um, my sister was involved. My older sister was involved with the Harbinger um, beforehand. And, I mean, she would always talk about how fun it was. And, like, she made a bunch of friends. So I was like, oh, why not try it out? And then, obviously, I ended up loving it. And I really liked A&E, like, writing about, like, fashion, like, mm-hmm. plays going on. Just anything kind of, like, entertainment. Um, and so I was assistant A&E editor and then A&E editor and then now I'm managing editor. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think it's cool that you... Kind of both came in from different, mm-hmm. different areas, but, but rose up through it. That's, right. uh, I think that's, that's impressive. And to get these higher positions, is there an election process? Are, are you selected by the, the, the advisors, the, the rest of the staff? How does that work?
1: There was an application process. So you fill out an, a written application. Um, and sometimes there are interviews. Like this year when we were selecting our next editors-in-chief, um we put them through interviews because there are a lot of like really qualified applicants but usually it's like just applications sometimes interviews and then they the advisor and the um, previous
0: editors-in-chief choose okay
1: yeah and then same with managing yeah.
0: pretty much gotcha um i feel like harbinger is maybe not totally unique but uh, in a smaller group of uh, organizations here on, on this campus where it's kind of an important thing in terms of, 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 of spreading information. What do you, why do you think The Harbinger is important, or just having a, a student publication is important?
1: We really pride ourselves on the fact that we're independent from the school. So obviously we're student-run, um, so there's no like teachers who, I don't know, get that much of a say in what we publish. And also, we're a school that does not Allow private prior review, which is the idea that like administration and the principal can review the stuff we publish before we publish it, and maybe prohibit us from publishing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really get the full say in what we publish, which I think is really great. Um, and that kind of allows us to report as like an outside entity from the school, instead of like being so affiliated with the administration and everything. So I think that's really great in terms of like informing the community on the truth. Yeah,
2: and I also think um, a lot of the Harbinger is like highlighting students too, which mm-hmm. I think is like really important because mm-hmm. students get excited and like, I know when like my friends are in the Harbinger, they're like oh yeah, so it's just like an important thing to have. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, definitely. Do you you don't require the prior review? Mm-hmm. Is there still still some some standard or, or or guidelines that you're using before you? I mean, would just publish anything? Yeah. You know what what. It, what's uh, kind of the mindset of of, of if something's close or or what would make something close to to borderline?
1: Right, Um, so we have a specific, like a very rigorous code of ethics. It's a journalistic code of ethics that we abide by um, at the Harbinger. And that prohibits us from publishing anything like that's directly harmful to like any student or teacher we write about. Um, Obviously, we're kind of our own judges in that sense. Um, because we determine what would violate that code of ethics and what wouldn't. Um, yeah, I think we kind of just use our own judgment when it comes to that, because mm-hmm. the principal can't exercise prior review. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Do you, I, I know you, you just recently put out your first print issue in a couple of years, mm-hmm. is that right? Yes. How was is, how is that process, With that... Fun to get back to that yes. what, what was different about what's different about producing a print publication as opposed to just an electronic one
2: it was uh really fun what's different is that for a print you actually have to like i didn't know like you had to like lay out every single page like so it's like it's just a lot different than an online because like if you're writing an article for an online um, post, all you have to do is write it. And then, you know, they, it gets built and then it just gets published. Mm-hmm. But, but for print, it's like, you have to lay out the pages, proof every page. And, and like every single person is involved. Um, so it did take a lot of work and especially because of COVID, not everyone was trained to know how to do that. Mm. So just a small group of us, um, kind of did some training and it was just, I think, was it six people? Who six right? Oh, yeah, yeah um, who laid out that entire thing, and then obviously everyone else in the editorial board like read everything over, and they contributed like articles. But mm-hmm. it was just six of us who actually laid out those pages and like did the layout. So
1: right. that was fun. I think the main difference between this and online is what Jesse said, like the layout element of it. Just because you need people who are trained in InDesign, which is the application we use to um, lay everything out. And then you need them there physically working on the issue, collaborating and doing all that. Whereas online is more like independent because we just send off our articles to the online editors and they create them themselves and put them up one by one. Um, but print is like a whole bunch of everything all at once. And we need to organize it all in a way that looks visually appealing, right? engaging and everything. So it's just a lot of like physically being there, collaborating. Um, yeah
0: which I'm sure was a welcome change, yes. right? I mean, yeah. with, with When the pandemic began, you, you're kind of limited in what you can do and get together. And obviously you make it work with the, the online version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly nice to be back together with people, with the people that you like working with because you're, you're working on the same goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's great. And uh, you have a, an upcoming, another print issue coming up? What is that one?
1: Um, That is our annual senior issue, which basically just has all the senior, like, fun content about the past four years. Kind of just celebrate and give an end to all this, give closure to all the seniors um, this year. Mm -hmm. So we're going to include, like, future plans. So everyone's name is going to be listed and what they're planning to do, whether it's college, military, gap year. Um, And then we also just have a lot of fun content. Like, we have senior reflections, which are, like... 300, 400 word pieces that um, the senior, the Harbinger senior staff and a few other seniors wrote, and those will be published. What else do we have?
2: Um, we have, we sent out a survey um, to get kind of like fun confessions or like triumphs and regrets of mm-hmm. um, their four years at mm-hmm. Algonquin. Um, and those are really fun. Like the confessions, I remember I always love reading and mm-hmm. other issues. It's just they're anonymous, so it's kind of funny. Um, Triumphs and regrets, I'm trying to think of the other ones that we had.
1: And we also just have a bunch of like we asked a bunch of questions. So that survey was how we collected everyone's future plans. Yeah. It was also how we got like um we got fun statistics just about like favorite streaming service, um oh, okay. the, all the senior so it's just like fun stuff like that. Um we even asked was the Will Smith's lap real or fake? <laughs> Yeah. So well, what, the, well, what do you think? <laughs> I think it's real. I think it was real. Definitely real. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all three of us are on the same page.
0: All right. Good. Um, um, so we, go ahead. We
1: we just like we're gonna compile all the statistics and make it visually appealing for the senior issue, and hopefully it'll just be a fun way because it's gonna be. Distributed um, on graduation day, so hopefully it'll be a fun way to close out the year. That's good.
0: That's good. Now, is that during graduation, so that when 400 names are read and you're just waiting for yours, you can you can flip through? Is that the idea, or yeah,
2: I think it's kind of like it's it's distributed to like parents too, like especially, but like if people are coming in, um, I don't know if we actually will get them like while we're sitting there. Um, because I'm thinking like when you go up, (laughs) uh, I think it's mostly after people, they're distributed to like the students, but during, um, like the parents, I I believe get them. That's good.
0: That's good. Um, one thing that's kind of present in our world today is, uh, people questioning the, the, the the slant or the bias of different publications, Mm -hmm. right? And. Do you feel, or have have either of you ever experienced any kind of attacks from from other people, whether it's teachers, students, anyone outside, you know, kind of calling out or, or throwing an accusation of bias at you? Do, have you experienced anything like that?
1: I don't think there are, like, at least in the years that we've been leading the, or in the year we've been leading the editorial board, I don't think there were any outright, like accusations or anything like that, but I think there's certainly like a sentiment going around that um, we lean one way of the political spectrum just because um, Massachusetts is obviously liberal leaning. Um, We even made a joke of this in our senior survey, like what do you think the the question was, what do you think the Harbinger means? And one of the options was liberal propaganda. (laughs) Um, So we kind of just made a joke about it, but I think there's certainly like a sentiment or an understanding that the content we produce is more liberal leaning Mm -hmm. um yeah but i don't think there have been any like outright accusations about it Mm -hmm.
0: that's good that's good i'm I'm curious i'll have to check out the senior issues so i can see the results (laughs) of of that poll of Mm -hmm. that poll just see what what people think um how do uh interested students join uh the harbinger staff
2: um, so to join, you do have to take journalism, which is just a half year um, course, and then after um, Ms. Copens will give you an application if you are interested in joining, um, and then the editor in chief or and sometimes me, um, we review those applications at the end of the semester mm-hmm. and see like what role we need or what they qualify for, and then that's how they get into it and that's how they'll work their way up. Um,
0: and so you said after the semester, so do you do that twice a year? Is journalism offered first and second semester? Yes, yes. yes. Both, both semesters. Yes. And can freshmen take journalism? Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: I took freshman I mean I took journalism my freshman year.
0: Okay. So you got right in yep. pretty early mm-hmm. and, and, and went from there. Okay. And and then once you're on the staff, that's gives you the opportunity to have upward mobility, okay. get onto the you know, the, the, the assistant editor positions and editing positions and, and yes, go from that. Exactly that's that's fantastic um so just to to kind of wrap it up uh because i know you guys are busy you're got to go work on your your senior uh issue um what is what is one thing uh that we haven't mentioned yet today that you want people to know about the harbinger something um that you feel is important to share uh besides what we've already talked about
1: mm-hmm. um i would say that Just remember that we are a group of students trying our best. Like, obviously, Mm. The Harbinger is a huge undertaking, and we try to be as professional as possible. But in the end, we are a group of students struggling through high school like every other person, and we're just trying our best to produce content that people will love, that will inform people. Um, But yeah, it's like, I feel like sometimes when people interact with us, they forget that we're just uh, like other high school students who just are doing this as an extracurricular but are also super committed to it. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. I just want people to remember that we are and moving back to your previous question about the bias, um I have to admit that we are a little more liberal leaning, but we do try our best to get both sides and everything. Sure. Um I just want to emphasize that. But yeah, we're just a group of students who are trying to, our best to like do everything right, you know, yeah, get I, both sides. Right. I agree.
2: I mean, and especially like, I know sometimes when people see like errors, like a misspelling of mm-hmm. like a name or something, people will freak out, but it's like, we are students too, we make mm-hmm. mistakes. Like, so that's definitely important to remember.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's a really good point. I mean, it, it, it could be a sign that you're, you're producing such a, such a quality product that people are holding it to such a high standard. Uh, and that's a good thing. But you know, if a, a student athlete, you know, misses a, a shot in a basketball game, you understand they're 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 a kid, right? They're 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 a student. They're 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 making mistakes. And yes. Same thing in, in anything. A, an, an actor misses a line in a play. A musician plays the wrong note. Mistakes happen, exactly. right? Every teacher, not just kids. Every teacher in this building makes mistakes. Every administrator, every staff member, we all make mistakes. And, and that's i think a really good uh good point to highlight you're trying your best you are committed to it you're passionate about it, which is clear and I think it's an an awesome thing um but but definitely ease up a little bit right everyone everyone's gonna give you some yeah. some uh some credit so uh, just before I say goodbye, are you studying journalism or anything like that in college or, or what, what are your plans?
2: Yes, so um I'm studying communications with like a journalism focus um at the College of Charleston in South Carolina. So I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Congratulations. Yeah. I'm
1: also studying journalism at Northwestern University, which is in Illinois, and I'm super excited
0: too. That's awesome. Congratulations to you as well. That's Thank you. very exciting. And I'm sure the Harbinger maybe didn't push you in that direction but had such a good experience with yes. it you, you wanted to continue that definitely sure so that's that's great well well thank you both again for joining me today uh i really appreciated the chance to learn a lot more about the harbinger and i'm i'm confident that everyone listening will as well mm-hmm. and that will conclude today's version of the atcg podcast please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode if you're interested in being on the podcast don't hesitate to reach out we want to hear from you i'm mr calvin